Hi, my hi, my name is Marie T. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive reader. I'll get the statistics out of the way. I've been maintaining um uh, uh, over a hundred pounds uh for quite a while. I added a little bit more to that. I think the total is about a hundred and thirty and I'm not planning to find that anymore. Uh, I did not do anything. This was all God this is all God's work. I'm not capable of managing my weight or my uh I am totally powerless over food. Uh before I even start I wanna do my version of the set aside prayer which is uh God please uh you know help me to say what you would like me to say. Set aside what I think I should be saying and um just help me with my words tonight so that maybe somebody will get something out of it. I um I'm exhausted this week. I had a an interesting week, but most of my weeks are interesting. I'm grateful for the opportunity to speak. Um, it's not my favorite thing to do, but I never say no. I learned that. Uh, I like to give back for all that I've been given, which is just about everything um, uh, in this program. Um, my my story is kind of boring, um, very typical. Uh, I gave away most of, uh, I missed a, out of, of a lot of my life because of this disease, which I never knew I had. I spent a lot of time dieting, overeating, overexercising, gaining, losing, back and forth, back and forth, never knowing that the problem was a spiritual problem, a, a threefold problem, that eating had been my solution that that was not my problem, that, that it was a solution I was eating for all, I was eating for wrong reasons, um, it, 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 that not for nutrition. Um, so I would say I had a rotten childhood. Um, I used to say I had a rotten childhood and blame that on, blame my eating on that, but that, that wasn't, I had actually was raised in a pretty decent home, chaos, but um, I I had a grandmother in the house that ran interference for me, and I had a I had a pretty decent normal life: school, brownies, Girl Scouts, all the, every lesson you could possibly think of. Uh, lots of encouragement to uh, do my best, um, and definitely be thin. But that really wasn't the cause of my problem. The cause of my problem was that I had the disease of uh, compulsive reading. I had an eating disorder, and back when I uh, when I grew up in the when I was in the in the sixties, when they were concerned about me being uh, not thin, um, there wasn't um, solutions like they have today. I first came into OA in uh, nineteen eighty three, and um, I was in the program more often than not. But I have been. Um, consistently in the program uh, with with daily meetings uh, since I re- since I returned after a relapse in 2006 and I have uh, I have been absent ever since 2000 May 1st 2006 and um, I basically grew up in the program I had no clue about a, a lot of things uh, the big book was my instruction manual for how to live. Um, I learned the basics. Uh, you don't lie. You don't steal. 
steal, you don't cheat. I didn't learn anything about relationships. I didn't learn anything about how to handle feelings. So when anything happened that did not go my way, when my feelings were hurt, when I got a B instead of an A, which did not go over well in my house, then I, I fixed it with food. And when the food got too much, I did, an, I did exercise, I did diet pills, I did something like that. So consequently, I did not learn how to handle uh, my emotions. And not really realizing that food addiction is as dangerous as other addictions, that it's a cunning, baffling, and powerful disease, um, I thought nothing of it. And I actually, in one of my big rebellious stages while on diet pills, I really walked away from a very nice life and my family because I had, uh, at that particular point in time, I had made a a very poor choice of uh, first husband. And... um, I thought that this this handsome man, I believed everything he said, and uh, my family was dead set against it. And having many character defects um, that are quite common in a lot of uh, addicted people, the more the more that was spoken against him, the more attractive he looked. And um, I'm still suffering the consequences of that today because it was a fairly long marriage and. Um, that was how I ended up in uh, up to uh, 280 pounds. And when that man left me in 1983 is when my life began, because that's when I was when I was introduced to Overeaters Anonymous and the 12 Steps, and that's when I began to learn how to live and how to value myself as a human being, and and learn that I had some work. And I have to say, my first reaction was, oh, my, I'm going to be mediocre if I do all of this. And that was not, I was always striving to be the best. But it's been a, it's been a long road, um, but, it's, but, the, but the, uh, the end result was very much worth it to me. Um, I have found that by working steps repeatedly, that... Um, and looking honestly at myself, that a lot of what I did, I brought upon myself uh, by not listening. Of course, while under either while under the influence of large amounts of overeating, when you can't make for me, if I'm eating large amounts of my alcoholic foods, uh, which are carbohydrates. Um, and in huge amounts, I'm not talking um, a bite or two, I'm talking a bag or a box. Uh, it, nothing makes any sense to me. I'm, I'm gone. My brain doesn't function. And um, so I've made poor decision, poor, one poor decision after another. So I was either on the pills or on the food to stay, um, to stay, um, to stay at a, re- at a reasonable size, which I thought was fat, but it wasn't. It was just, it was okay. So um, all through college, I used to eat uh, used to eat one item, uh, take the pills and eat one item at lunchtime and one quart of a particular um, sugar sugary beverage at, at, um, at lunchtime in some, uh, you know, diet mixture. 
and that would be it. And that didn't do too much for my mental state. So that's that's the background story. Uh, once I got into um, into OA and began to work the steps, um, I had I got a whole new life, and I began to really um, take a look at what I had done and what I had given up, and um, and uh, I began to have better relationships with my family. Uh, I I had a five-year-old son who is now 46. Um, I raised him pretty much by myself with no child support. Um, I, because I was in the program of working steps, I did not do, um, I did not keep him from his father or anything like that, even though there was no child support. And um, that actually worked pretty well. My my son is pretty well adjusted. Um, All kinds of things happened um, during during this time. Automobile accident. Um, uh, an aunt that I was helping, I went and I I went and I went to uh, check on her one morning, and I found her dead on the floor. Not not just dead on the floor, but she had she had it, it was quite traumatic. It had been it had been an, an accident, and it involved um, the stove, and it was just unbelievable. Um, but I was in the program. I think I had been in the program three years. I had some, I had strong accidents and strong friends. But I just learned like one. I just learned like one thing at a time. It was like I had missed so much. I had I hadn't taken advantage of uh, the uh, additional academic um, opportunities in my profession. I started to do that. Um, fortunately, my son was very young. I was able to, you know. Be, be there for all his, of his activities, uh, things that I wasn't able to do with him because of my size, I was able to do. Uh, I'm going down the water slide and those kinds of things. And um, I was very, very fortunate. But it, it was not, um, it was not, um, it was not without work. It was like constant work. And I started to get very cocky. I was speaking a lot. I looked good. I was young. I was like, you know, early early 40s. And I was just oh, so cute. And I, start, I started to think that I did it. And um, I had a new husband, nice little sports car that he had gotten me. And I uh, started to skip a meeting here, skip a meeting there. And uh, voila relapse and it was it was when I tried to stop eating during that relapse and get it back that I realized that this was a serious cunning baffling and powerful disease because within the relapse when I had to go to a wedding or something boom I could take off 10 I could take off 20 you know no problem but I was I had failed to do anything but kind of brush through the, the spiritual steps. I had failed to en- enlarge my spiritual life, like the guy in the uh, with the scotch and the milk in the in the big book. And that took me a year and a half to get my abstinence back. And uh, and I had only been absent two years when my second husband, who was like the man of the dreams that I should have married in the first place, um, 
came down with uh, a metastatic brain cancer. And thank goodness I was abstinent because, and thank goodness I had, I was able to stay abstinent because uh, he passed away within four months. And I had uh, adult stepchildren who absolutely gave me the hardest time you could even imagine. So long story short, I was driving back and forth. They were very good to me at this job, at my job. By this time, I had started to excel in my career, and I was able to take what time off I needed. I was ready to retire. My my second husband and I were going to um, travel and all of this. And, but um, they basically ended up um, just making it very, very hard for me. And um, I ended up having to walk away from... Um, a huge court fight, which I just felt that I did not want to do. I didn't want to, and of course, this is all program. I did not want to scar my husband's memory by fighting and just getting into a pack fight. I had my, um, I had my retirement. I had a good retirement, and blah 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 blah. But again, that's all program. And it was really after my husband died where I got that really big kick in the teeth because I had depended on him a lot. That I really began, and that was. 15 years ago, that I really began to work uh, like my hair was on fire. And of course, I'm such a smart aleck. I remember hearing a speaker um, in the beverage program say that it was between his, I don't know, 36 or 35 or 36 years of something in that program that he had grown the most. And of course, I said some smart remark like, oh, that's so ridiculous. Well, I'm here to tell you. (laughs) that I have had so much growth and such a deeper experience with this program. And a lot, and that's because my character defect of stubbornness had been turned into perseverance. That's because I could look at myself and see that my issues of thinking everybody should do things exactly like I, was, I wanted them to do which I was sort of expected to do at work, you know, be the leader, be the boss, uh, didn't cut it in family relationships. It was because I could finally be honest with myself. What I learned to, what I learned to do about the food, because abstinence is the basis of everything for me. If I'm not abstinent, my head just does not work correctly. That may not be true for everyone, but it's certainly true for me. So, uh, and sometimes I can get on a real soapbox about that, but I just know that it's true for me. And it's the difference between night and day, the way I act and the way I function. And it just gets better and better. The closer that I get to God, the more service I do, the more the more um, the more I help, the more the more service I do, the more um, the more I help my sponsors, the more I think of others instead of myself. In, term, in Five terms, five minutes. That's a reminder. Thank you so much. Uh, as I enrich my practice and my spiritual practice, um, just from things that I'd heard other people do, the better I felt. Um, even in COVID, I was part of several big book studies and several uh, step studies. Um, I, I started taking, um, I took a, a, a couple extra sponsors. I would never take too many. Um, I just, and, and then, when everything was really good, I started remembering other things. 
you know, I built in forgetter. I started with one defect would come up. I work, I would work on it, ask God to remove it, and I'd remember another one. And I think I'm so darn unique, but then my sponsor told me, no, that happens to everybody. So I'm glad that I stuck and stayed. I'm glad that every day that I follow directions, and as far as I'm concerned, the big book is the ultimate directions, the steps, the literature, uh, what what I've learned from sponsors and what I've learned from other uh, speakers. Um, I have a, a set routine I do in the morning. I read pages 84 and 86 just to remind myself that I am not cured. I am arrested on a daily basis. And I that's what I try to impart to everybody. And I try to live in reality because I have a very imperfect family. I have an imperfect son, imperfect grandchildren. I am probably the most imperfect person on the planet. But I'm asking God every day that, you know, help take away what he thinks needs to go and some of my worst defects uh the one being a real pain in the behind about do this do this do this when i apply it to myself and do this do this do this do the work that's turned into perseverance and that has helped me so far knock on wood keep a really nice life going for myself in retirement and um i'm a widow and um, it's okay. Um, I don't know how much time I have left, but it's a, it's a good day. Most days are a good day no matter what happens. And I have all kinds of crazy things happen. I live out in the country, sort of in the country. Um, I, I uh, help take care of an elderly lady in my family. I, I, uh, I take care of medical records and things for medical appointments for an, uh, another elderly lady. Um, there's always something, there's always something. And that isn't even, that's just the basic stuff. There's always something going wrong, but it's okay. Cause that's life on life's terms. I expected that I was, I had these unrealistic expectations about life, that there wasn't, it was going to just all be rainbows and ponies and sunshine and flowers. And that's not life. And I, you know, I've learned to just live life on life's terms. and Give it to God, and however it turns out, that's how I. That has to be fine, because I can't waste the energy complaining or wishing it was some other way. And that's all I have. I hope it came out all right, and um, I hope everybody has a good rest of the evening. 